Smoking Guns podcast. Look at that. No music, no video, no no intro. You're just getting us. You're getting us wild. Bam! Here we are. Out there. Uh, we are the Smoking Guns podcast. My name is Philip Higginbotham. I'm joined, as always, by Leo Yamas. What's up, Smoking Guns posse? And R.C. Woods. And we're going to be joined by a whole bunch of other people here in a minute because we are a podcast for the fans, done by the fans of pro football in San Antonio. That's all inclusive. Woo-hoo! That is the San Antonio Brahmas who round out their season at three and seven. And we're going to talk lots about that here in the first hour uh, against the DC defenders miss out on the playoffs, just barely by a few feet. We also cover the San Antonio gunslingers of the national arena league. And we're going to talk about them in the second hour. They are three and O they are two games ahead of any other team in the entire league. Uh, and they just beat the two-time uh, back-to-back champions of the league, uh, Albany, uh-huh. on the final play of the game. So we're going to talk about all that. Uh, but we're going to start where we tend to always start, and that's with Brahma's football. And you're not just going to be dealing with us, the three of us. We have our thoughts. We have our ideas. We're going to bring those in. But we wanted to gather some of our favorite uh, fans and folks around the team so I've got three already in the chamber for you, and we're going to have more checking in as we go. Um, so I'm going to bring on first uh, Director of Team Operations, Jose Jefferson. He is part of the Gunslingers organization. And he's joining us. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. The Brahmas organization <laughs> joining us right now. Jose, how are you doing? Hey, Jose. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Great. You said it's you said it's kind of quiet around Brahma land right now. Yeah, everybody's kind of checked out and um, coaches have, you know, moved out. It's just me. And you can see Chris Miller, video coordinator. Hey, Chris. Hey, Very nice. Hey, and then, Hello. Um, I think uh, Cortez Robinson's here and um, their crews. And we're just kind of cleaning out the, the hotel. And it's, it's sad, you know, Is but got to do what you got to do. So here's my question I want to bring everybody on with. So you guys that are waiting in the wings can start preparing your answer, but Jose has to do it live. Uh, What is the thing, (laughs) the one thing that was your favorite moment of this season? Like what moment is going to stick out to you as we get down the road? Um, You know, I I think that opening game, you know, um, Mm -hmm. with 24,000 people, um, and not that the, the rest of the crowds were great. I just, you just didn't really expect that. Um, I've been involved in football for a very long time and, and to come out to be new and not really expect, I didn't really know what to expect from a first crowd, especially with the league folding in 2020, 2020. And, um, but it was, that was phenomenal. And so for, for me, it was a, a very good sign of, of things to come. So uh, that was probably it. And it's, it's been great ever since that. Great. Uh, We're going to bring on Robert Rankin. If you've been around the social media Mm -hmm. for the Brahmas or the XFL, you've run it. He is all over uh, Facebook and social media. Uh, We're going to bring him in right now. Robert, uh, he's going by Dirty Toro. He told us where that came from. He's Sir Dirty in some of the Vikings groups that he's a part of because he's a big Vikings fan. And we're not even going to oh. hold that against him. I got all my, I got <laughs> all my cowboy stuff up over me, and nobody holds that against me, so we're not going to hold his Vikings fandom against him. Robert, what about you? What is what is one thing uh, about this season that you're going to remember? I guess, like, the first uh, home victory, like, it was 
it was so much fun like at home to get that that final like uh i guess like uh reward for all the effort like we went there and then we just won it was exciting like uh and meeting everyone i mean there's multiple things i can go into but like i said the victory was amazing meeting people the first meet and greet and now where we're at now it's just been an amazing season in general sure yeah i have a question for jose so i i know um you have two sons right and they went to prom so i hope they had a good time everybody came home safe but my question is what words of advice do they give you when maybe we don't always get the win you know they they know me um they they know i'm not going to quit they know we're not going to quit they just reminded me that they love me and and um you know to to keep at it so i mean and they were they were like they only came to one game which you know we we probably we we should have won a lot of games i mean anytime you're losing by three points or one point but um very encouraging and um they just said keep going dad so it that was that was um encouraging and impressive by them because they they could see it you know they weren't Mm -hmm. down they just you know they know how i am i'm not a quitter and um, I'm always going to fight. So no, it was, it was good to hear it from them. Excellent. Good. Good to hear. I'm going to pop, uh, one more. Actually, I got two more. Somebody else joining us right now. And that's exciting. Uh, I want to pop Steve. Steve Canto has, look at him. He's got his jersey <laughs> on for those of you that can't hear, uh, can't see or just listening. And he's holding up a Boston breakers. That is not even a what? New Orleans breakers. That is a Boston Breakers. For those of you not in the know, the Breakers played all over the place in the 80s, and one of their stops was in Boston in the USFL. Steve, what's one thing about this season that you're going to carry with you beyond this season? Steve, you're muted, by the way. Sorry about that. No quit in the team, the coaches, the organization. And majority of the fans who actually went to the games. Right. No quit. The attitude was always, you know, we can win. Mm-hmm. I believe. I wish we could have just done a little bit more. Excellent. I got another one. I got more people uh, checking in with us, and we love that. I want to bring in Rainy right now. You know her as the Brahma babe. Uh, she Welcome. is checking in with us. Lady, how about you? What is something that you'll you'll carry with you past this season? Oh, the fandom and the love. Um, you know, again, not being from Texas and living in Wimberley and traveling to the games and 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 I'll be honest, you guys don't get mad at me, but I don't really have an allegiance to any type of Texas team because you know, I have loyalties elsewhere. So for me, it was coming into a new place, finding a team here in Texas that I want to follow. I love following and being accepted by all you guys and the players and the, and, and the fellow fans and, and just being embraced because I truly love the sport of football and, 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 you know, getting to, to be in, you know, sometimes you, you, as an outsider, you come into something like this and people are, you guys know other experience, other teams together. You have that fandom sometimes it's not easy for an outsider. So, you know, and especially somebody as shy as me. Um, oh, please. Definitely a wallflower. What? So it's definitely having that camaraderie, having that openness, 
um, you know, appreciating fans regardless of what your allegiance and your loyalty to in other um, associations and leagues, whether NFL, MLB, NBA, whatever. You know, it's it's all about the Brahmas. It's all about San Antonio. It's all about the now. And I really do appreciate that. And that means a lot to me. And, and again, I've said it before, being from um, Jacksonville, Florida, you know, we're, we're a large town, but it's a, it's a smaller market. So I see that rabidness about the fans here and I love it. And I just hope it continues because it's a big thing. If we, if we snooze, we lose and you guys have a great thing. We have a great thing here and we yes. gotta, we gotta keep that. We gotta grab that bull by the horns and just keep it going. So I love the camaraderie and the fandom, and I'm just looking so much forward to to all that it's offering. Yeah. And I will say about Brahma, the Brahma babe, is that she's also in grad school working on her what PhD. Oh no, this is my master's. master's. Oh, your master's. Okay, that's coming next. And she, even with all of her studies, all of her tests, all of that, she still was able to come out to as many games as she could and participate and give it 110%. So thank you, Rama Bay, because that, that means a lot. It means a lot for women power, right? That we can do everything. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. I, I've seen some comments from, from the Brahma Babe where uh, we've been doing shows and stuff, and she's like, I'm sneaking out from from a, a, a class, or I've got to get back into class, but I just Don't wanted to pop in. And <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty great. And 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 I hundred percent agree with you about the rabbit is a great word for this fan base. Yes. Um, uh, very hungry for football here in San Antonio, and also a real sense of pride to represent mm -hmm. that. Uh, it, it was really a a, a point uh, during the season to to hear from visiting fans from the other markets, to hear from Dirty and Amanda from you know the the Brahma uh, the. Um, uh, Battle Hawks uh, live show and uh, to come down here and just be blown away by the way we do things down here in our tailgating and our fan base. And uh, you know, the, there's more stories like that about visiting fans and mm -hmm. all having positive things to say about the city and the, and how welcome they felt um, and the environment at the game. So yeah, definitely something for everyone, all of us, everyone that, uh, that, follows the Brahmas, follows the shows and, and gets out to the games to be really proud about. I'm going to bring on some more folks real quick. Desiree, tell me, uh, what was your, what, what will you carry beyond this season? What will you, what's your favorite moment from this season? You're muted, Desiree. You're muted, Desiree. Oh, my shirt. Yeah, I got my shirt. <laughs> oh, boy. I like your shirt. <laughs> so there's so many amazing moments, you know, know uh, throughout this season but I gotta say my all-time favorite is um, I made a shirt right for um, a renegade fan and he actually got bashed because you know of his dress I mean he dressed up as a whole gator he had a whole get up and everything showing pride for his team and um, he just got negative reviews from his own fan base and so Ooh. my favorite moment was that moment when he was able to drop that, you know, that T-shirt and put on a, a Brahma shirt and he became a season long fan. So I, I see that <laughs> nice. there's just like a sense of, of community and, and really family here. You know, I come from small town and really football is all that we had. So I was in marching band, dance team, chasing our, our football team, you know. And so whenever San Antonio announced that the Brahmas were coming, my boyfriend jumped all over it. He's like, babe, 
we need to support, you know, if we ever want to see big time, you know, pro football come to San Antonio, we need to put our all into it. And um, so I, I was 100% in. Um, never did I expect that it would just explode the way that it did. I mean, the, the BWO just took off, you know, just Brahmaholics. It is addicting. This season has just become so addicting for us. Where we started off with two season tickets, we ended up with like 12, you know, so oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we got to like, you know, share this experience with, with other kids. And that's really what it is. I got to see Brahma Babe and a lot of y'all, you know, just taking pictures and, and um, the future generation, they just really look up to, to a lot of us as, as the big fans, you know, they were just getting into it, just seeing our love and our joy for the sport as well. So um, I can only imagine some of these memories that, these kids get to go home, you know, and tell their their parents, their siblings, and these are lifelong memories that they're going to hold on to. So this is uh, something I'm grateful for. Yeah. Christopher Miller checking in on Facebook says, this is an awesome podcast. Hey, if you're Hello? watching, listening now or later, do us a favor and share this where there might be Brahma's fans or Gunslingers fans so that they can connect with us. Um, we want everybody to be a part of all of these conversations, even though the season has wound down on the Brahmas. Um, so share this out so that they can see it, whether you're watching it live or you're watching it uh, later. Go ahead and share it out anywhere you know there might be fans. Uh, some more fans I want to bring on, all the way down in Florida. Brian and Nicole, uh, they have their own podcast, Reels and Heels. You need to go check that out. They do some uh, movies and they do some uh, wrestling and and all kinds of things that uh, they're interested in. One of their interests is Brahma's football. What do you guys, uh, what's your favorite part of the season? I bet I already know. Uh, but go ahead and tell us what your favorite part of this Brahma season has been. Uh, the, for me, it's been like the whole thing about the camaraderie of, of the community, the fans, uh, the players. Um, just this league in general. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the XFL. Uh, I love their model. Um, I know there's other alternatives, but I love what the XFL is doing, uh, especially reaching out to the communities. Uh, we're going to be moving to San Antonio. My wife's uh, 18-year uh, educator, uh, so she'll be teaching uh, in the shirts area. So we're excited. Um, we've met so many people. Jorge, uh, you guys. Uh, I mean, Brahma Babe, how you doing? Hey. <laughs> uh are you gonna let me talk? Or yeah, what? I'm just saying. Because <laughs> your experience is is probably gonna be a little bit different. I mean, go ahead. You cracked me up. <laughs> and how we're together for as long as we have been. Um, I don't know. I guess it's kind of the same thing because I wasn't like we did the whole football thing in high school, and I marched in the band, and there was all this, you know, fun that went along with football at, you know, in high school. But then, you know, I got busy and moved on to other things and it wasn't a thing and NFL never appealed to me. It was just the games are too long. And it's just, it's well, it's just because you're from fun. Michigan. Like, I mean, they don't oh, have a winning up. team there. Anyways. Detroit. Yeah. The lions. Come on. Well, you know, <laughs> I could have been a Packers well, fan, well, well, but hold on. The, the best thing you have up there is the Wolverines. Uh, yes. Uh, once in a while. <laughs> I, sometimes, <laughs> I mean, like, so in, in some cases, I guess I gave up on football and then, like I watched a couple games in the first, like the very first iteration, like back in the nineties. Sure. And then when 2020 hit, we were, we were, 
we were definitely guard like vipers. Uh, vipers fans. I'm like, I don't even remember what they are now. Um, so we went to Tampa Bay games and we had a good time and we watched them. And then of course, you know, COVID cut it short. And I was like, man, you know, that was my type of football. Like it's faster. It it's a shorter game. I don't, maybe it's not a shorter game, but it just felt faster yeah. and it just felt different. I mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of rules. I don't know them all. And I swear to God, like, I'm like, Hey, what does that mean? I'm always asking him, what does that mean? So have my own like Dean Blandino officiating over here for me because I don't know. <laughs> but um, I think it's just been like, I guess what makes it the best is the fact that it's opened this whole world to us. And it's given us an opportunity to meet people that hopefully will actually be our friends when we move. And it'll just be a lot more fun than, you know, when we moved to Florida and didn't know anybody and it sure. sucked. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, yep. you know, it's just been, it's just been fun. I, I mean, I will say this about the city in general. All right. We moved from Las Vegas to Florida 10 years ago. Um, and the way that you guys treat us, we didn't have that when we moved to Florida. Um, so this is something we love about San Antonio. It was just different. And I'm like, I'm waiting for like, oh God, I know this is going to sound terrible, guys. I'm sorry. But um, it kind of feels like we're waiting for the other shoe to drop and be like, oh, they're here now. So, ew. And I'm like, I, I hope it won't be. But, yeah. you know, we, we come from, we, we just don't come from that place, like where people are truly nice. Genuine. We're looking forward to hanging out with you guys when you when you yeah, get down sure. here for sure. for sure for sure for sure. We got a beer ready. Yeah, a Brahma so, beer, a Brahma beer ready. Oh, oh, so let me tell you this just really quick. So I waited and saved my Brahma beer that Jay sent. Like waited, and I was like, well, shoot, I should have drank it during the game because maybe it would have been easier to swallow the, the loose. But but um. The beer was so good. It was like, <laughs> I'm done with like, okay, I don't like Corona to begin with. And uh, shoot me for that. I'm sorry, but it's yucky. And um, so I was Bud Light girl. And I'm like, well, I'm not a Bud Light girl. I'm a Alamo beer fan, like for sure. Yeah. But. <laughs> so Jose, since we have you here with us, I, I have a, another question in relation to everything that, that we've, we're hearing here. I don't know if you remember when we first had you on the show at the beginning of the season. Um, I think I asked you, do, does do the Brahma players have any idea what they're getting into? They do, do they know what to expect from the fan base here? And you said no, that that they they were they they had no idea that they were about to get get shocked just like everybody else. Um, now that the season is behind us and we saw, you know, moments like Beasley jumping into the stands, you know, players coming over to Jorge for the, the sombrero. We had the, the chains, you know, all that fan interaction just during the game. They really seemed to feed off of that crowd to tell us what the, the feedback from the players was about the fan base or, or what their reactions uh, were to that as, as they kind of grew throughout the season with, with the San Antonio uh, Brahma fans. They love it. I mean, it, it was, it was amazing. It, it, it's, um, you know, I've been in 
best to be in two places. I, I mean, I'm from Nebraska, so I've seen the the fan base there, and obviously, with I live in Wisconsin, so you see the the Badgers and the Packers there, and it, it was so similar. And um, those guys, they they work so hard and wanted to bring you know more wins and and championship there, and and for the fans to embrace them and and. Drew talked about, you know, jumping into the crowd and wearing a sombrero. Um, Jordan, you know, Jay Will talks about the interceptions and it's just amazing. And, and I really don't think they've expected that. I mean, and they play, a lot of those guys play big time college football and, and I don't think they've experienced anything what they have at the Alamo Dome. So it's just was amazing. I mean, it, it, when I when I'm getting distracted from the game, because I mean, obviously those guys make interceptions or we get a touchdown and there's still things left to do, you know, I mean, even you see coach Ward running down and, and jumping and being excited. And it's like, um, Hey, we, we got to play still. <laughs> <You> know, <so. laughs> no, I, 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 I mean, and not trying to speak for anybody else, but I, I, it was just amazing to watch and I enjoyed it every second of it. Very cool. So we've got, um, Bate had, had a question. We've got 10 people here on the feed all at the same time. So this is liable to get a little messy as we talk. We'll do the best we can to get everybody in, but we do need to talk uh, about the game. But, but uh, Randy, you had something about the engagement, just the fan engagement and the way that has gone. Um, what, you, what sticks out to you about that? Yeah, I just wanted to let Jose know, you know, um, I have a background in arena football. And I, I've told these guys about it before. I cheered in arena football. So That's, I have a background in arena football as well, too. <laughs> so that years, engaged, right? I played yeah. for five. I played for five years and I coached for 15. In those oh, years. okay. So you yeah. just a little bit there, huh? <laughs> I, I played with the, the Rattlers and then the Barnstormers. Oh, okay. I was with, um, I was arena two with the Jacksonville Tomcats. I was arena two with Lincoln. Uh, okay. Lincoln Lightning, okay. yeah. So, oh yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I, I, I really, truly enjoy because we've got that like you said you know we've got these players that have come out of college we've got players that have played nfl but those guys have been so great to us as a fan base and and i love it because they're taking that that interaction and that engagement that i love so much about arena football um and they don't forget that and it's truly you know i've, I've read on some of the boards people are like well you know they lost and they shouldn't be going up smiling to the fans that is not the way we feel. And I think it, it, it shows character about our players and how much they know that we're there and they reciprocate that love, if, right. if you will. And I, I really think that that's one thing about the XFL that I, I, I truly love. And I, I feel like we as a, a organization and, and the Brahmas as a team seem to be uh, embracing that engagement and I don't know how the other teams are doing it, but I, I really appreciate that from a fan base. And I really appreciate that as someone that's been involved in the different league in the past. Right. And I think that that's going to be what almost separates us um, in a positive way if we continue that, because I really think that that really helps us as a fan base. And I think it lets us know that the guys are, you know, glad that we're there and there's that mutual, you know, love for one another. So I just wanted to let you know that that's something that I've noticed and I truly appreciate. No, I think it's. Um, I think you're exactly right. It's a, a DJ and Danny thing. I mean, they're very much into the fan activations, the the interaction with the crowd, the the player talking before the game. I mean, I, I've been involved, you know, with, with all levels of football, and I've never seen players address the you know a full stadium of people 
before the game and then after the game, um, doing activities in terms of taking the ball out, you know, um, to, to do, I mean, you don't see those things. And, and I think that's a, a special touch for DJ and Danny to want to, to engage and then even win or lose. I mean, yes, we, you know, the ideal expansion league is that everybody wins their home games and it's a tiebreaker system and, or everybody goes to the playoffs and that, you know, that's in an ideal world, but that's why we, we create the competitions, we create the tiebreakers so we can create the, the love of the fan base. I mean, um, as, as what we played St. Louis in the beginning of the year, and, and that was unfortunate with that loss, but trust me, nobody was happier than we were that they didn't make the playoffs. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we have our, we have our internal rivals as well too. Yeah. And, um, and that just creates, you know, more fandom, for the league and and hopefully if you get enough fandom it doesn't do what the prior two leagues does and goes away and and that's what they created with it so um we embrace it fans embrace it and i i truly believe in the model i truly believe in what they're doing i truly am am bought in and just like you i was a player in the afl in the early 90s i was a coach in the late 90s into 2000s and that was it was fun um but they they like i said they they fell short obviously due to funding and things of that nature and it's a different style of game but outdoor football always sells if you have um great players great coaches and great fans and that's what i feel we have so let's talk a little bit about the game itself on saturday i gotta tell you guys and y'all y'all hop in as you uh as you can, we may talk over each other a little bit. We got a lot of people on. That's okay. Um, we're all fans, but I'll be real honest with you. At, when it is nineteen to three, uh, and we're within the two minute warning, and DC is driving again, there was a part of me that just in my football brain goes, "This this might be bad. This might get bad." Um, they're moving down the field. They're getting close to the red zone, and sure enough, Jordan Williams pops up out of nowhere grabs the ball, returns it uh, close to midfield. That swing right there at the uh, end of the first half really convinced me that there was a possibility here that we could make this happen. Up until that point, um, my heart was hopeful, but my football brain is going, this is getting more and more out of hand. And if they score here, we've got trouble. Anybody else kind of feel that that swing was one of the more important moments of the entire season? Philip, oh, yeah. I'm going to say this, Philip. I got one thing to say to you. You being a man of faith, <laughs> no faith. <laughs> I don't want to say it was no faith. My heart was there. I was like, even even if they score here, even if they if we give them a a field goal, it's that's twenty two to three, twenty two to three. That's that's still three possessions and in a half of football, you get at least three possessions and we just have to stop them. Like I was still justifying it in my brain, but there was part of me that was going. It was just you're, never you're never out until the final, until the final gun goes. I'm just going to tell you guys something um, on the film study. Um, if you watch it, watch, I mean, I don't, obviously you guys don't have the access to that, but Jay will was supposed to blitz on that play. And he came yes. in and the, and the guard came free Um it was just him and the guard, so he peeled off, and that's why he got the interception. He just because he was supposed to blitz, and he backed out. And the, the post game comments, right? And and they threw it right back to him. 
But when we got the interception, I went to Coach Ward and I said, we're going to get a two-for-one here. So I said, start thinking about two-point plays. And he kind of looked at me and he goes, okay. And obviously we scored. Um, we, we, you know, go for the two and then we come back out at half and we get three. We, you know, obviously we wanted six. But um, I, I do believe that was a game changer and, and the locker room was was amped. I mean, I mean, you could just feel the momentum shift. And, and obviously DC has had its – issues with you know the the post game fire the the 16 seconds with the game fight and and the late shots and all the rest of that stuff but i will tell you this after that and even that game i was good team good team you know obviously you're nine and one for a reason but they were not as physical as as those instances may have portrayed because you know, you can even hear those guys after the game and they, it was nothing but respect. And um, talking to a few people that we know through Houston, you know, they were glad we lost. And, and a few of their coaches saying, nobody wants to play us. Mm, um, right. and, and that was, you know, and I don't think that was, there was blowing smoke as much as they're seeing it happen in front of them. And DC even was, I mean, they they were yapping early on, obviously you saw the score and whatnot, but, in the fourth quarter, I mean, quiet as mics. You couldn't hear anything because yeah. they knew they were in a fight, you know. So mm-hmm. those things were, you know, it, it, that's the part that's the most disappointing because I thought in the last three weeks we probably played some of the best ball in the league, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And, and um, The last three weeks, the last three weeks, this Bravo team peaked. Exactly. And they were peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. And just... Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And, and that's what was disappointing. And, um, Drew Lewis, who who played here and obviously plays for Houston, his father's the director of player personnel. He was here today, and we were talking. And I told him, I said, "You guys didn't want to play us, did you?" <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of smiled, and you know, and, and I get it. But um, the the best thing, um, and I could tell you this candidly, um, uh, Coach Barlow sent um, Jimmy Johnson, our offensive coordinator a video text um, yesterday and it was probably the most complimentary thing I've ever seen a head coach do to a, a coordinator. And he was showing video of what we were doing on offense. And he was like, coach, you're killing me here. You found our weaknesses. You were exposing us. What are you doing over there? He goes, you dirty dog, you got us. And, you know, he goes, we're lucky to get out of there the way we did. But he goes, he goes, don't think that, Nobody is noticing what's going on there. So that that was testament, you know, enough between Drew's face when I said you guys didn't want to play us and then Coach Barlow to do that. And I know it's probably a private moment with him and, and Coach Johnson, but it, it, it was merit saying it, it merited saying because it spoke volumes of where we've where we started to where we are now. Well, let's be very clear. If you're Houston and your options were playing Arlington in the playoffs, you're playing San Antonio in the playoffs, like Arlington's beatable. Arlington is a beatable team all the way around. The only X factor at Arlington is their quarterback because Luis Perez can throw five touchdowns or he can throw three pick sixes. Yeah, he'll find you. He'll find you. He can do either. Um, I I still maintain. The bad factor, imagine – the stadium we would have packed that yes. <laughs> oh gosh yeah. Yes. Yeah. oh my god <laughs> i i still maintain like i i speculated last week 
Had we won that game, I think there was a good chance that Wade Phillips uh, throws uh, yet throws uh, Sunday's game to Arlington just that, so he gets to was, play Arlington again. That was talk. I mean that that was that was definitely um, mm-hmm. a point of contention. You know, I mean they Good. control their own. They literally controlled their own destiny. I mean, mm-hmm. win or lose, and and I, I think all eyes uh, were on our game. And and after watching that game. I mean, let's be real. Would you want to play us? Yeah. Probably no. not. I mean, nope. and not that Arlington's terrible, but Arlington's a different team than we are. I mean, and um, I'm, I remember hearing Coach saying it, that, you know, we're the most dangerous people on earth right now because we have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And uh, it showed. I mean, we, we left everything on the field. And, and yeah. um, you know, John Parker Romo, bless his heart, you know, I mean, and he, he just shot one right. And, and yeah. You know, I still love him. Still, he's still best kicker in the league. Oh, yeah. And um, always, you know, it, 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 he should have never been oh, in that yeah. position in the first place. When it comes I, down to that, when it comes down to that kick, um, mm-hmm. and that kick, and that's where I wanted to go next. So let's all, we all have thoughts on that last <laughs> kick. Um, but let me let me get us started by saying, look, even knowing what I know, and I think I put this on Facebook somewhere, even knowing what I know now. If you said the season is going to ride on a 53-yard field goal by John Parker Romo, are you okay with that? Ten times out of ten, I would say yes, and I would not hesitate. Um, I am completely okay uh, with the way that it all came down. He was the MVP of the team all season long. Agreed. And uh, and he had his opportunity, and I don't hold it against him. No kicker is perfect. That's a big ask for anybody. 53 yards is a big – look, I can't kick a five-yard field goal. So a 53-yard field goal, I'm not going to hold against him. Um, he – I hold nothing against – that guy will be in the NFL. If they have any intelligence in the 32 teams up in the NFL, they need kickers up there. That guy's going to be one of those guys that we're not going to retain because well, he's going to be in the NFL no. if they I have think all our, I think all our specialists will be gone. Uh, Brad Wing – you know, JP yeah. Romo and, and even Rex, you know, Sonahara, those guys, that, that battery, that unit is just amazing. You know, the things they do with, with the football and, and Rex, I mean, just Rex had an outstanding special teams tackle during that game. And like I said, they, they really focused on the special teams, but no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm taking JP Romo seven days a week, yes. twice on Sunday with that kick, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he, he just pushed it and that happens, you know, and I, you know, he gave me a hug and he was crying and, you know, I felt like crying too, but the whole point was, you know, he's, his good enough is good enough. And, and he just came short and it's okay. You know, I just didn't like losing that way. You almost want to get blown out. Like you're saying, if they scored, yeah. just blow us out and get it done with. But yeah. that's like, um, it's a slow, it's a slow death. Yeah. There, there's about it's seven crazy. games the Brahmas played that they would not have been in without John Parker Romo. Agreed. So you can't, you can't blame, you know, one last second, 53 yard. Now, John brought up an interesting point in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I think we should uh, have run the ball on third down to get a few more yards. Romo has the leg. But why throw the ball and throw the deep bomb? I will agree that, uh, and and Jose, you're there on the sideline, so you know some of the thought process of why those last few plays played out the way they did instead of just grabbing the handful of yards you could have gotten and, um, and trying a closer kick. You know, there were 
there was some debate on that, which, you know, obviously it's hindsight, but they were, they were crowding up, you know, because they knew we could run and run the clock out. And when you got TJ Vasher on a guy who was probably about my height and I'm five, nine, um, what they wanted to do is give him a shot and he's already had pass interference on him already. So one of, we're hoping for one of two things um, for TJ to catch the ball, get out of bounds or get the pass interference and then get the whole chunk of yards and then put the right. thing down and, 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 you know, win the game. But, you know, they, they brought the house, which Greg Williams does and the throw wasn't where it needed to be. Um, so no, I, I agree. I mean, I think that's, that's a, um, one thing to do just to kind of run it. But when they're bringing a blitz, you can't block six or seven with five, you know, and so you're going to run the ball. We're going to lose yards at that point in time. So I, you know, it's easy to, to go back and, and, and question right. those things. I mean, which is not a, I, I mean, I'm not on anybody with that. You're always going to question, but when you're looking at a five foot nine DB who already got a PI that put us in a great position to score again, I mean, it's it's definitely on the table, but I think uh, JP nailed a 62-yarder in warm-ups. So, I mean, I don't think the distance was as much a question as, you know, wow. no. let's try to get six. And um, like I said, it was the throw that wasn't there, not for anything on Jack. I mean, some people are coming at you. You know, you got to get it off quick. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Other thoughts about that final kick or that final moment? I'll be honest, from my from where I was at, at the press box, I thought we had made it. I, I actually turned it. around it and did. looked at uh, <laughs> looked at the other guys in the press box, Frank, who works for the team, so- and I was like smiling because I thought we had it. Oh, I was going crazy, and my husband was next to me because we're in Section 108, and I was going crazy. I'm like, yeah, you know, you know me. And he's like, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. I was like, no, he did. He's like, no, he didn't make it. And my husband, we're all go crazy. Jorge, all of us, you know, Purge Bowl, you know, we're just, ah! And he's like, he didn't make it, Renee. And I was like, no. <laughs> I had no worries. Yeah. We were okay. celebrating, too. We looked up, and we was like, we didn't get it. What? Uh, it looked well, was- good we were at. I was going to say Barlow's not a new kid on the block. So calling that timeout kind of yeah. uh, was a, was a mind kind of move. The mess. Icing him. Uh, He's icing him. Yeah. But well, uh, and I mean, cause you saw that after they blew the whistle, I mean, the ball was in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's part of the repertoire. And if you have the timeout, they don't give you points for keeping it. So you might as well try to use it and see if it makes the difference. And in this case, uh, maybe it did. I, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to say, you know, it's hard to say a timeout made the difference, but it was well called. And look, Reggie Barlow is a good coach. Uh, he's a good football coach. Um, I think it's telling that the four teams that are in the playoffs are four teams that had head coaches that had head coaching football experience going into this season. And the four teams that came up short are the four teams that have brand new head coaches that were doing this for the first time. And hey, I asked, I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to go listen to his post-game press conference, but I asked Heinz Ward over this last 10 games, what have you learned? And he said, patience. patience. I've learned that 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 success takes time. And just because we didn't get there right now doesn't mean that we're not still working there. Um, we're, we're headed that direction. I 
I've learned that that it's going to take some patience. Um, I love that. That was a great answer. Um, and it's, for it's a good, tough. For a it's, really great question. It was a great I, answer. I, it's, a, it's a tough I hate question. To bring this up. I hate to bring this up, but now I now I know what it likes what it feels like to be a Buffalo Bills fan. Ouch, Jose! You were saying it's a tough you question. Did not have to um, go there. It's it's tough. It's a tough question. I mean, Heinz is, you know, he's been very fortunate to everywhere he's he's been. He's won, sure. Um, yeah. You know, and and he's been with Steelers organization that's obviously been successful. Two Super Bowls. He's been an MVP. So it, it, it's um, humbling, you know, for him to to struggle and in the way we struggled. Um, we outside of Vegas where we, we kind of really phoned that one in, but you look at the rest of the games, I think it's nine points. You know, if you, if you add the, the totals up, that's a, in this league, it's a touchdown three point conversion, you know? Right. So you, it, it's, it's tough for him. And, and that's part of my role with him, you know, being a former head coach, um, talking about those things and, and, um, I, I'm just, I'm a soundboard one time. I, I, I give advice sometimes, um, you know, which is like on some of the, the things I'm, I help with situations, but, um, I, I, you know, when I took this position, I didn't know what kind of coach he would be quite honestly. I mean, you just, you don't know. Um, and the more and more we talked, um, it was impressive because he knows the game. He knows what he wants. And um, I told him, I'm surprised you don't call your own plays. And and that's not necessarily what he wants to do, but he understands it as a, a finger in everything that we do. Um, and that's that's he's he's there. He's as close to being um, on the field there and, and with any of those coaches out there. It's the the, the off the field stuff, which not that we had any issues there. But um, learning administration, learning delegation, learning those things, um, you know, he he's like me, man. We sleep about four hours a night and, you know, just because we're busy bodies and, and think a lot. And, um, you know, I think it eased his mind once, you know, you get a Jimmy Johnson in the box. He understands, you know, that I can help him on certain roles. He understands what Lewis can help. Him. He understands he has a, a great support source, you know, um, Chris Miller and Cortez Robinson, our training staff, and and then he can jump into the football part, and it showed. You got you folks have to admit, we were playing a lot better ball, you know, for probably week six on than the first right. six weeks, and that's because he truly got involved um, with well, it. And and Heinz Ward is not used to not being in the playoffs. <laughs> no, this is a guy that not. this is a guy that playoffs was kind of a like yeah that's. That's not a goal. That's where we go. That's, right. That's where we belong. Exactly. Um, and that's kind of been his MO throughout his career. So this is a different kind of experience for him. Um, and and to th- I'm going to throw something here. Um, this team was decimated with injuries. Oh, God. We have got yes. destroyed injury-wise. We were imagining You lose two starting offensive linemen in the first half of the first game. I'm like, What? <laughs> yeah, they were, we were and you, players do going down left that? and right. What's Jose, that? do you attribute that to just luck? Is that just the luck of the draw? Is there something that um, maybe the league as a whole, because we weren't the only ones dealing football, with injury? Football is a 100% injury game. You're sure. going to get injured if you play, regardless if it's 
or a hundred percent, you're going to get hurt. There's nobody like the teams right now, which is why they're, they're doing the week in between the championship game because they want people to get healed up and, and, you know, play, put the best product they can on the field. But um, I think some of it, I mean, we were pretty unscathed until that game because um, we went through camp and there are a lot of people that had knee injuries, Achilles injuries, whatever. And we really didn't have anything an ankle here, you know, I think um, Sean Williams broke a hand and that was it. Next thing you know, we get into the game and, oh, here's knees, here's knees, here's ankles, here's this, shoulders. And I, I mean, it was an onslaught of, of injuries. And um, credit Will Lewis, who, you know, was on the phone and on the computer and, and you know, I, I own an event, you know, the College Gridiron Showcase. So we're getting players out of there and, you know, my database. So it, it, you're right. It, it was snake we felt snake bit for a certain yeah. part of the season because right as we're getting going bang this guy goes down you know and and that's just football to where you know you look at teams like st louis who you know how look what they did with us every conceivable scenario that could have played out for them to beat us happened right. <laughs> you know and that and that's the opposite and look at their games that they won you know last minute field goals and this that, and the other and they got snake bitten at the end. It happens. It's just like life. We all suffer. We just take turns. And, um, We're cool life. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is. It really, really is. But um, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I, I thought we did a great job of holding our roster together and letting guys come back. Um, certain guys that, that got, I mean, Jack Cohn was one of them. Um, he, he was not probably playing great ball, got injured. We bought a few guys in. He came back and got admit probably played his best ball the last three, four weeks, you know. Yeah, when it comes to Jack Cohn, I thought he started out the season great. I thought he regressed uh, up until that injury. And then when he got came back off that injury, I think he came back better. Uh, well, Brian and, and Nicole, you guys had a question. What What were you uh, thinking? Well, my question is, uh, I know you probably can't answer in full detail, but across the league, for the guys that don't get called up, are they automatically with the team still, or do they mm-hmm. have to try out again? No, their contracts are all the way up until December, and um, the teams have the rights to retain them or not, but they're contracted with the XFL to December 31st, I think it is. Will they, Jose, have another, like, uh, you know, training or tryout camp? So – you know, the people outside, and again, if you're not able to answer some of this, but will that be open to have people come in and still, you know, try out for these? They're, they're probably going to have some showcases here starting okay. in June. Um, they're not, um, the dates aren't final, the places aren't final as of yet, but yes, they, they want to engage fans. And I think they're going to be in the, the cities, you know, the actual cities oh, nice. of the teams. So fans can come out. That would be great. Um, but they, you know, like I said, I, I still think there's a bunch of talent out there and, and it was put together so late that, you know, we didn't really get a lot of time to do probably what they wanted to with them. But absolutely, those are those are coming up. Hey, Jose, got a question for you. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, Jose, do you think like the fans' favorite podcast could get a little bit more access? Next season, <laughs> I'm just saying. You beat me up with that all the time, and I have to <laughs> constantly remind you. I just do not have. At least I'm consistent. Am I, am I consistent or not? Every week, you are. I just, I just feel bad. I mean, 
because I don't have I don't have control over that. So um, I will. Jose I will... Has done. Jose's done a lot for us, as has uh, uh, the media relations team there for the Brahmas. We had Coach Ward on before the season even started. I really want to try, Jose. You can you can maybe help me with this. I'd love to try to see if he's available next week when we record, so that we can wrap up Brahma season and maybe have a few minutes with him. We talked before the season started. We'd love to talk to him again one more time as the season ends and see. Yeah, uh, I, like I said, he called me today. I have some things, some items on my list for him to do, and I I will pass that to him. Awesome, we appreciate that. Steve, what were you gonna say? <laughs> With all the stuff that's been happening in the XFL this season, I'm looking at Seattle and I'm saying to myself, what in the world are they doing with an NFL team playing in the XFL? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, you know, you get who you get, I suppose. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's I, – I wish we had an opportunity for some of the players that they have. I mean, um, but we like the guys that we have. It's a league of opportunity, and um, I wouldn't trade my team for anybody. You know, I mean, I, I just like the the makeup. I like our culture, and um, we had guys that were hungry. And sometimes when you get those NFL guys, they aren't as hungry. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they just aren't because they don't need it. You know, so I I'd rather take a guy who who embraces the opportunity as opposed to just saying, well, it's something to do, or or you know, it's a it's a a very very brief stop to the next level. So. Um, you know, it is what it is, but um, I have to do this. I have to, I'm getting back in here, but um, um, okay. I will definitely come back on and, and I will definitely get with Coach Ward, but I want to thank Great. everybody for your support and um, promise me we're yes. going to come back bigger and better next year. It's going to be an amazing year. I'm, I'm excited for it and we're not even two days out of it yet. So, but thank you all very much. Thank you, Jose. Thank you, thank you, Jose. Thank you, Jose. Thank you, Jose. You <laughs> well, well, we're going to start wrapping the uh, Brahma's portion of our show because we've got a big game to get into when we talk gunslingers football. Um, but uh, how excited are you? Like, I wish I've never before in my life said, ah, I'm not that excited about the NFL season. But frankly, like I'm ready for February already. I'm ready for us <laughs> because the, the margin was so thin on some of these losses that we took that could have been wins. Uh, six of our seven losses could have easily been wins if a or few things w. work out differently. W. How excited are the rest of you uh, to get into season two? We know it's season two is coming at this point, which is a win in and of itself. Um, but we how excited won. are you to get into uh, season two already? I'm so excited I want to flip a golf cart like Russell Wilson. I want to do that with the dirty Toro. Yeah, Robert. Yeah. Give me a call, buddy. I'll be there. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm already working with somebody to design an outfit that I don't have to use duct tape every week to keep together. Hey, that's, <laughs> a, that's a win. That's a win right there. I'm determined to order some wrestling boots. We're going on BWL. Like, nice. I'm going to be getting with a buddy of mine. I'm going to get with my 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 buddy Bull from the from the BDC, and we're going to be we're going to try to work on getting a brand new. Brahma's championship belt. Oh, nice. 
So, because one of the things that was said during before the game, because um, Devontae Scott came over to us, number 45, came over directly to us, saw the belt and says, if we get a turnover, we want to take the belt. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, we watched you do this. We waited twice. Neither one of them showed up because they all went to the other end of the field. Right. Both times they went to the other end of the field. Hey, we've already had some people uh, in our chat check in, Desiree, and say, I got to get me some BWO gear. Where do they, how do they find you to do that? Because that's your thing. Yeah. So search our Facebook page, y'all. We're under Brahmaholics World Order. Um, If you do go BWO, you'll find us there. Um, And uh, send a request. We'll go ahead. We'll accept it in. We got BWO shirts, jerseys, baseball tops. You name it, y'all. Tank tops. We get you, we'll get you all BWO'd out. And we actually have some new um, designs that are going to be pumped out for this upcoming season. So we are excited. We got the B Generation X coming. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're very excited about uh, next season. But this season in the XFL, even though it's over for us, it's not over. Um, so let's go around the room real quick and say uh, you got four teams left to choose from. Who's going to hoist the inaugural trophy on May 13th? Of the four teams you got left, who are you hoping to see? Uh, win Washington, so we can say we got beat by the best <laughs> DC. So you can say the best DC, yeah. That's, right? that's, that's my boyfriend. He said DC, so we can say the best. I'm still cheering for the Brahmas. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. for any of we'll be cheering the tailgate, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, watch out. It, it's gonna be Danucci. Danucci's gonna hold that trophy. Uh, it, it is gonna be Danucci's gonna be stupid. Mm. It's gonna be <sighs> I hate to agree with everyone, but yeah. I'm going to be a homer, and I'm just going to go, and I'm going to go for the Roughnecks just because. Yes. I just I just have to be that homer right now, y'all. Yeah. The, you the, know, the Roughnecks are my hope. I hope. We have to go I for hope. the Texas team, y'all. We have to go for the Texas team. I'm still a little sour. Y'all. y'all. <laughs> I like that. Y'all. Y'all. Uh, no, I'd y'all. like to see the Roughnecks take it. Um they're the closest team to us. They're closest to me, actually, because I live down here in Palacios. Um, but uh, they, uh, I don't know. It's yeah. it's Houston. It's Texas. Um, I'd love to see DC beat uh, Seattle and take Danucci out. I, I'm I'm not a fan of Seattle or what they do. And then I'd well, love what, to see wasn't Houston. it you that said it's hard to beat a team three times? It yeah. is. But it don't really say the is. A-word. Don't say the A word. Hello. And, and, and they are watching. <laughs> after the um after the game last night, see in Seattle and Vegas game, Coach Haslam did come up with one, with one good point. DC did beat Seattle twice. The total combined points though five. Yeah. <laughs> they won both games by a total of five points. That's a tough matchup for sure. Yes, We're and with the way that up. Seattle. The way that Seattle throws the football around, if they get video, if they get our game tape against DC, Danucci is going to probably pick them apart. It's going to end in a shootout. Some point, Danucci's turnovers uh, catch up with him. At some point, it happens. You can't turn the ball over like he does and not have it catch up with you. And it would have been better to have happened in the regular season because now he's got playoffs. And if it catches up with you in the playoffs, you're done. Uh, we're going to start transitioning toward uh, Gunslinger's talk. So we're going to say 
adios to so many of our Brahmas fans. Uh, <laughs> Rainy, Brahmas babe, uh, how we've enjoyed having you um, and getting to know you. You were one of those folks that stuck out from the very beginning of this whole thing in that first game. Yeah. Uh, it was like, there is a character. There is a, uh, there is somebody, and and I'll be honest, I had a idea of who you were in my mind based on your outfit that you had put together. Mm-hmm. And now that I've gotten to know you through social media a little bit, I'm like, oh, that's that's not really who she is at all. She uh, she is having fun with the Brahma stuff, and she is this uh, other person outside of that. So we <laughs> we love that. Uh, we've enjoyed getting to know you, and we're excited for season two. Thank you, and I appreciate you guys too so much. Really, really do. Oh, Thanks I for cut her off. Us. I didn't mean to do that. Oops. Desiree. Uh, <laughs> Way to go, Philip. <laughs> Desiree, your BWO line. They can find you uh, on Facebook. Is that right? Yes, Facebook, BWO. And you can find us at the Gunslingers games, y'all. We got our season tickets. Nice. Woo! Nice. We'll be there. Excellent. Well, we're fixing to talk about some Gunslingers football, so uh, stay tuned and listen. We're going to have Coach Fred Shaw jumping on here shortly. Sure. Uh, well, just spend some time me. with us. Thanks, thanks so much, Desiree. Spread, and spread the word. Brian and Nicole. Brian and Nicole, uh, down there in Florida, when do you guys actually make your way up here? Uh, probably the second week, second week of week in July. Second week of July. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. We'll Will together. we um, take in a Gunslingers game? We'll be right in uh, the middle of, well, right at the end of Gunslinger season. Uh, so find a way to come out to a gunslingers game and we get to meet you in person and hang out with you. Oh yeah. No, me and Leo already have a ton of plans. So <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Brian and Nicole and, and tell everybody what reels and heels is and how they can uh, connect with you there real quick. Well, reels and heels. Uh, we talk about movies, TV, pro wrestling, comics, everything good, you know, pop culture. Uh, we have creators come on, uh, wrestlers all that stuff um and we just have a good time and you can find us on uh usually we're live every saturday but we're kind of taking it easy with the move and all that um it's facebook.com forward slash reels and heels official gotcha i was gonna say i don't know (laughs) go check them out and be a part of that and I do want to find out more about that panel. My husband is kind of interested in that. He's a really big superhero fan. I don't know if that counts or not, but just what does he have to do and stuff like that. But you can contact me off there. Yeah. I'll there you go. Talk to you about it. All right. Brian and Nicole, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. All right. God, quick on the trigger. You are Le- quick. Learn your lesson, folks. Learn your lesson. <laughs> no. Uh, Steve. <laughs> Steve has been with us since the very first event that we all went to as a podcast uh, at the Commanders. And he's been with San Antonio football longer than we have. Um, uh-huh. it, the Talons and all the way back. Uh, Steve, uh, A, let me mention that you're wearing your brand new jersey that came in today. You like that? Look, it, it actually looks pretty decent. Couldn't get the 23. But I ended up getting the 54. DJ, you got DJ's I got jersey. I got DJ's jersey. It actually looks pretty good. It feels real good. And for a heavy set guy like me, it stretches out. So I'm like, hey, I can deal with this for a 3X. Well, we completed a season of professional football in San Antonio. How does that feel? 
It feels good. It okay. feels real good. It feels too sweet. Too All sweet. Right. <laughs> Steve, I'm going to let you go, but I'm going to try not to cut you off. Thanks for coming and joining us. I'll take Bye. care of it. You guys have a great one. Later, Steve-O. Thanks, all And then finally, the first guy that joined on with us, Robert Rankin, <laughs> uh, Dirty Toro. Uh, enjoyed having you on, sir. Um, we got to have you on again. You're already wearing your Gunslingers gear, and I love yes. that. Yes. Um, so we will definitely see you out at Gunslingers games coming up real shortly in May, at the end of May. Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks for everything. Love you guys. It's good getting to know you better. Support local. That, that's my big because if not, nothing's going to change. But love you guys. Have a good show. And thank Robert, you thank you so much. Thanks, Robert. We'll see you soon. And then we're going to bring somebody on. So we're going to transition into Gunslinger's Talk. Like, that's where we're going next. But the person we're going to bring on has been another one of those folks like Steve-O. They've been with us uh, since the Commander's days. They are a not just a friend of the show, a super friend of the show. They mm -hmm. are... They have supported the show financially with dollars before, mm -hmm. uh, which is a whole different level of buying Commitment. into what we do. Uh, Mo is joining us. She's wearing her own uh, San Antonio Brahma's jersey. Woo! I love it. Very I'm going to unmute you here. Looking good there, girl. Uh, you're on mute right now, but uh, uh, what do you think? How, how did the se how, how did, did you think? What did you think of the season as a whole? It was pretty awesome. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was, was fun, right? It was great. Up until like, that last we, kick. Right. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it that was an awesome kick. And we were right. pretty loud for, you know, the amount of people that we had in that dome. Okay. Yeah. I listened, I, I listened to the highlights on that. We were we were pretty loud. Yeah, yeah we were. For, sure. for only being, what was it, 12,000? 12,000. Yes, the home field advantage. Up. That is true. Are you going to go out to the championship game? Oh, yeah. Definitely, okay. yeah. I've already got my tickets for that. Excellent. Uh, and you're also, are you a Gunslinger season ticket holder this year? I am. Mm -hmm. That's what I figured. <laughs> yep. Have you, and you've been keeping keeping up with that? Keeping track of that? I have, yeah. And I love that. that <clears throat> yeah, I was watching that uh, the replay on that as well, too, on, on, uh, on YouTube, trying to get caught up again on this last game that they had. And man, I like that uh, knockdown by Cody getting that fumble. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like there was so many parallels between those two games. I know, I know uh, uh, Philip and, and RC and I, we were, we're sitting at Alamo beer watching at the, at the live party. And, and towards the end of that game, I mean, we were just kind of recognizing these parallels and then the gunslingers having the ball on offense down on that last drive and trying to run the clock to leave uh to right. leave Albany with as little time as possible for you know to to try and and answer if we score so much so that we ended up with no time on the clock yeah uh when <laughs> yeah, we scored crazy. but it was just it was just uh, the gunslingers were were able to execute there on the end and it was uh it was awesome the crowd went wild there at Alamo beer it was a fun experience oh yeah Three and oh, all right. 3-0, and, oh, and I mentioned this earlier in the show. Um, we have a two-game lead on the entire league. Wow. Awesome. After after three games, because the next closest team to us is Jacksonville at two and one. 
But even if we lost a game and they won, and and so we were both three and one, we would still hold the tiebreaker over them because we beat them head to head. So, so right now we have a at least a two game lead on anybody in the league after three games. Like we're already putting some distance out there, and that's oh yeah. huge. Nice. That's a great way to start the season off. Season off. I'll be honest with you. At the beginning of the season, I looked at the schedule. Carolina, who was in the championship game, Jacksonville, that is always tough on the road in Jacksonville, and at Albany. I looked at those three games, and I'm like, man, I hope we can go two and one at least. I don't want to think about like one and two or or having a rough start to the season. At my fan heart said, let's go three and zero, oh. but at no point did my football heart say. Or my football mind go, yeah, that's 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 what's gonna happen. Um, I tempered those expectations a little bit. To be three and zero is one thing. To be three and zero in the stretch that we've just gone as a as a team. Oh, we've got somebody checking in and watching and uh, hey. and making sure they give you a shout out. Your favorite player, that's Cody right. Brooks. That's right. Uh, thank you, Mo. And he also says they wanted us at zero and three. We had different plans. You sure did. That's man. right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, Philip and and I was guilty of this too. We're looking at that schedule and and we're seeing it in the eyes of a fan and we're looking at, you know, the grinder of 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 those first few games and yeah. we're going, you know, if we end up, you know, 2 and 1 or you know, uh we'll be happy with that, you know, 3 and 1, getting a loss, one loss in there somewhere, it's okay. But we know from talking to Coach Shaw, who'll join us here in a, in a bit, and from talking to the players, they looked at that schedule and they didn't look anywhere past that first game. Nope. And then when they That's got right that behind them, then they didn't look anywhere past that next game. For them, it's one and zero every week, one every time. Yep. And with that mentality, that's that's why they're. I, I, I truly, honestly believe that that's why they're where they're at right now at three and zero is that mentality of a game by game basis, all business, you know, they're not worried about standings. They're not worried about uh, what other people are saying or thinking. Um, and then after the fact, they're, they're reminding some of the doubters, which we've seen on some social media, which I think is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So our yeah, friends at inside. The, yeah. Our friends, at in, our friends at inside the walls podcast put out uh preseason power ranks and Jim, Zach and Mason Espinoza, all part of those rankings, all put the gunslingers right in the middle of the pack at number four. Three teams above us, three teams below us, right in the middle at number four. Both Cody Brooks and Coach Fred Shaw today made sure they pulled that back out, sent it back out into social media and said, keep that energy. That's what you said. Don't forget, that's what you said about us. Now we're 3-0 and and you're going to be talking about how great we are, but let's not forget you weren't bought in at the beginning of this whole thing. Keep mm-hmm. that energy you had where we were just the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. So, I, Mo, I have a question. So um, what can we do as a podcast? Because I still get from people, oh, I didn't even know San Antonio had arena football. What could we do better as a podcast so we can get the word out? Um, you guys are doing an awesome job. I'm not sure what more you can be doing because you you talk about it all the time. You put it out there on multiple platforms. You know, when it comes in, I share it out. I tell people about it. You tell people about it. So honestly, I'm not sure what, what more you, you can do than what you're doing. And thank you for those shares, you. by the way. Yes. yes. Those it. help 
tremendously. That's that's what we need our our followers and fans to do is share, 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 share. Get the, get the you know out. help get that word out for sure. And I don't know yeah. if you heard on the previous segment when we were talking to um Jose Jefferson, who's the director of operations for the Brahmas. He actually played five years in arena football and was a coach for 15. So he has a love for arena football. Awesome. Awesome. A lot of the uh, San Antonio front office that I've talked to started out in arena football. John Navarez, I think Mm -hmm. I said his name right. Uh, He's an arena football guy. Jose Jefferson. um, A lot of those guys have roots in arena football and are kind of excited. Um, Jose, uh, today, as we were, uh, RC and him were chatting back and forth. He's like, "Man, the Gunslingers have looked great this year." He's watching, like yeah. they're watching. <laughs> they are. They're they're connected to the Gunslingers. Uh, just it's in the same town, and so they're going to look and see what's going on. And I know uh, John has already talked about making it out to some Gunslingers games when they make it back around. Um, it's great to see mm-hmm. that connection formed and built between the Brahmas and the Gunslingers because it's all pro football in San Antonio. Yep, and that's exactly. what we're all about. Yep. Supporting our local teams. Yep. So Mo, uh, what are you mostly, what, what was your favorite part? Did I ask you if you're about your favorite part of Brahma season? Uh, no, I don't believe so. What was your favorite part of Brahma season? Just action packed. I mean, just, uh, I don't know if I really have like a, a favorite part of that season. It's just, Going just being able to go to every single game and just enjoying their product on the field is just amazing. Sure. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for being able to attend the games, you know, the affordability of the tickets. Sure. Where, you know, you have people traveling, and that's why San Antonio traveled so well, I think, to you know, Arlington and and, and Houston, because the games are actually affordable, where on you know right. a oh, yeah. dollar budget. Mm-hmm. You could still get out there and see these games. And a lot of people weren't restricted to just the five home games, you know, some saw six, seven, eight, you know, I don't know if others saw nine or 10, you know, but it's just awesome that the, the average day person is, as long as they can get the travel arrangements done, that you're able to do that and enjoy uh, so much football. And even though it's on TV and different media platforms, it's, it's a, it's a different world to actually be there and feel involved in in the game by, you know, being as loud as you can for that defense and just, you know, helping them, you know, with distraction. I was at seven XFL games this season. I did seven. Uh, I did four of our games, the Brahma games. Uh, I went to three, uh, four home games for the Brahmas. And then I went to three Houston Roughnecks game. One of those, of course, one of those three was when San Antonio went. So I went to, five Brahma games, one of them on the road. And then I did three uh, Houston games. One of those games is the same game. So I did seven um, it, it, because it was affordable because, you yeah. know, once you figure out the parking, which I figured out a cheat, a hack on the parking uh, over in Houston, mm-hmm. once you figure out the parking, you can go to the game for 30 bucks. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. Heck Yeah. And he you went know? to two games in one day. You're like a two super in one day. Fan. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot in of two fun. different cities. I just don't. I don't, man. I would have If I had a hat, I'd tip it off to you. Alex asks if I'm going to the game on May 13th. That is so very up in the air right now, um, and for no other reason than I am the only parent at home right now. My wife is in another state dealing with her mom, 
and we're not sure what her um, travel is going to be like and whether she'll be back by then. If she's back by then, I can consider it. If she's not, I think I'll have to be home and be dad and watch it on TV. But that's the only thing that would uh, would change that for me. Um, so I may be out there for the 13th. I may not be. We'll just have to see how it works out. So let's talk gunslingers football. Let's talk about uh, a three and O team, but let's really talk about this game against <laughs> Albany. Um, and there are two moments in this game, and both of them are in the very end of the game that people have already blown up social media around the National Arena League for. Bo, do you want to stick around with us and talk gunslingers, or you got other stuff to do? We don't want to hold you back if you're if you're needing to re- needing to uh, jet. No, you're not holding me up, but I will be back in just a few minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, So let's talk about the end of this game. As the gunslingers drive down the field, Leo, there was a point in the game, point near the end of the game on that final drive where we were flagged for an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty Mm -hmm. and the announcers on the Albany feed, which I'm not knocking them. It's really hard as announcers to understand what's going on in the middle of the game. We know we don't have, yeah, we've done it <laughs> and we have a connection with Ralph Judkins uh, who does the games. Now it's not easy to get information in the booth. So they're, they're doing their best, but they said it should be second down, not first down. What's important about that play, what you need to understand. Aha! Ah! She went and got her Cody Brooks Jersey. Yeah. There you go. We had a wardrobe, um, cha- wardrobe change there. That's exactly. <laughs> what is Very important cool. to understand about that flag and about officiating, and if you if you pay attention to football, you know this, if a foul occurs after the play is over, the official will always raise a clenched fist and say, after the play, mm-hmm. we have this penalty on this player for these num- for these yards. And what is very important as you watch, as you go back and watch that particular moment, it is a penalty that was called in the play, not after the play, which means it's a 10-yard penalty, but you replay the down. So it should have been first down. The other thing I will say about this quote-unquote controversy about this, there should have been uh, should have been second down, not first down. That particular series of events or series of plays ended with a third and 20 play that Arvell Nelson hit uh, Philip Barnett over the middle and got 21 yards. If it had been second down instead of first down, it would have been fourth and 20. It would not have made any difference. They would have gone for it. They would have most likely run the same play and we would have had the same sort of, so it didn't matter. So everybody, and look, Albany fans are crying. Albany fans are crying over this game right now. And they're not used to losing. This is only the second time they've lost in Albany. Mm. Did you know that, Leo? I I did not. I did not. So that's that's interesting. I, I, I understand why they're crying, and I understand the controversy. And it was a bit confusing at the time, but you're right. We talked about that. It wasn't, it wasn't a after the play penalty, it was during no. the play. But um, yeah, I was not aware that this was only their second home loss in, in two seasons. So that, that makes that win even more special. Um, I will be special. honest with you. If it is an in-the-play penalty, go back and watch it. 
If it's an in the play, oh, Ralph Judkins just uh, corrected me and said it's the third time they lost twice to Carolina and once to us. So Carolina, we are the second team to beat them. That's how he worded that because he wrote the article I was getting that information from. Um, the other thing I will say about this particular penalty is if it is in the play penalty, I don't think it's a penalty because it's our offensive lineman and he is blocking uh, a defensive lineman trying to get over to uh, Arvell Nelson and. He's just playing. He's he's blocking this guy off. So even that penalty, I feel like, uh, is is kind of eh. irrelevant. Um, not irrelevant. Um, but the second issue. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Leo. Did you have something else on that? No, no. Go ahead. I I, I know where you're going, and I want to go there more. So <laughs> the second issue is on the. Uh, kind of penultimate play, the penultimate series of downs, there is a play where Arvell Nelson throws the ball up. Uh, our receiver, who I believe was Barnett? I think it was Barnett, yes. I believe so. Uh, Might have been Kali Rashad. It could have been Philip Barnett. Gets his hands on the ball, but he is pulled down. The ball comes out of his hands and winds up in the hands of Shorts who is the guy that plays for Albany. And it is called an interception on the field. Right. That would be the end of the game. Like that, that would have been the end of the game. The thinking there is the wall is live. And I don't think there was a view that ever confirmed the ball touched the ground. So if the ball is in the mass of bodies and the wall between the wall and the bodies, then you think whoever comes out with that ball in their hands, then that's, that's possession. That, so that, yeah, so that interception ends the game for the Gunslingers. Albany wins the game if that interception is upheld. Yeah, they they review it because it's a turnover. And here's the important thing you have to understand. I didn't understand this. I had to go back and look at this. Uh, on a review, one of the things that the officials in the National Arena League are told to look at on any play they review is defensive. Uh, jack out of the box or illegal defense. You have two linebackers. You have a Mac linebacker and you have a Jack linebacker. The Mac linebacker can be anywhere within three yards of the line of scrimmage side to side. He can play that Mm -hmm. entire area until the ball is thrown. The Jack linebacker has a box. He has to stay in. It Mm -hmm. is the, it is the tackle box, and we'll bring Coach Shaw on here in a second, but I, I want to finish my point, and then we're going to bring Coach Shaw in, and he can tell me I'm right or wrong on this. Shorts was outside of the box, and while that's not what we were reviewing, they are by rule told to check that on any review. So while mm-hmm. the the interception would have been upheld had it not been a jack-out-of-the-box penalty, Uh, There was Jack out of the box. And look, Shorts is on social media right now going, if I was, I barely was. Well, you were because they called it and there's video of it and you can go back and see it. Uh, You were out of the box. And because of that, that is an illegal defense penalty. We get the opportunity to have a couple more shots at the end zone. And on the final play of the game, Arvell Nelson hits Kali Rashad and he waves goodbye to the Albany crowd, and we we score a 55-53 to victory 
I'm going to bring in Coach <laughs> Shaw right now, and he's going to talk with us a little bit. Coach, how did this one feel? Uh, it felt great, man. It, was, it Honestly, it was just a blessing, you know, to be in that environment uh, in Albany and, uh, you know, pull out that victory the way we, we pulled it out. It was amazing. What were your thoughts on this uh, interception that gets overturned on a jack-out-of-the-box play? Is that something you as a coach have to be careful about when you're uh, when you're setting up defenses, making sure you you let your linebackers know where they have to be before yeah, that ball those is guys, thrown? Yes, those guys uh, are aware of the rules. Uh, they know they can't be uh, more than five yards outside the box. And uh, he was uh, outside the box the whole night. You know, that was just one that they actually caught. I brought it up to their attention and they uh they wasn't gonna review it until we brought it up to them and uh they brought it up, we brought it up and they they went under the booth and they made the correct call. Yeah, so and that makes a lot of sense to me when you when you put it in that kind of perspective. And by the way, congratulations, Coach Saw, three and congratulations on a great win up up there in Albany with the uh, you know, everything stacked against you guys. Um but if, if a defense is illegal from the get-go, then anything that produces, if it's a turnover or whatever, automatically becomes null, right? It's it's not – it doesn't count because the defense was illegal from the start. So some people are questioning why that became under review when what they thought was being reviewed was the interception. But but the interception never happens because the, the defense is, is not legal. Right. So that, that would make sense. Right. It was just a, a legal defense. These guys know the rules. It's just, it, it stings a little bit, you know, when you thought you had the victory and sure. uh, and then it turns around and then you lose, uh, that, that stings, man. It hurts. And uh, anything mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to go off and say, hey, we only lost because of this or that, uh, that's what these guys are doing right now. And uh, sure. at the end of the day, you guys got to come out and play four quarters. And uh, my guys done that and we got the victory. Uh Coach Shaw, I think I mentioned this last week. Um, you know that you can win games by like double digits, even like you can you can stack up. <laughs> you don't have to just by one. It doesn't you know have to be one or two points. You know that, right? Right. right. Just check right. it. Just check it, Coach. Yeah, yeah. But I, and I would say this. Uh, you know, we got one of the hardest uh, schedules uh, to start yes. the season, and uh, we're playing uh, we're playing two uh, teams that was in the championship game last year. True. We're playing a great team in Jacksonville, and uh, you know. That those three games alone was like the toughest games of the season to start off any season, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, our guys, uh, we really don't like I said, we don't worry about uh winning by points, we just want to win the game. And uh, hey, we beat the powerhouse of the league, the top three, we did that, we beat it. We beat the so coach. So. I have a question now, you may or may not know, but can the same coach get coach of the year two years in a row? Yes, if that's true, you're gonna do it. I've called yes. it right here, just so yes. you know. I rather, I rather uh, get the, you know, the uh, the big trophy. Uh, yeah. I rather get the offensive player of the year, uh, Ironman of the year, uh, and you know, get in the big dance and uh, win it all. You know, uh, that's what it's about. Uh, you know, that stuff comes. Um, I'll be happy to win it again, but that's not, that's not one of the goals of mine. Uh, it's just to win one game at a time uh-huh. uh, each week, and uh, we're doing that. Coaches, head coaches, especially in any league, are kind of a fraternity. You guys know each other. You talk to each other offline. It's not like you just see each other on the field. Uh, Damon Ware is an excellent coach who, unfortunately, has wound up in a really weird situation here where he took over, uh, you know, two weeks before the season starts. 
and he is still putting together a really solid team and he's a good coach. How is he dealing with the turmoil, uh, not around his football team, but around kind of the the front office and, and some of that stuff that's going on? Is 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 he handling that um, well or is that kind of starting to wear on him a little bit? No pun intended. Oh, no, he's, he's handling it uh, uh, pretty good. I mean, it, it was just like us last year, you know. Uh, with the ownership change, uh, we can't worry about yeah, the right. things that happens off the field and uh, in the office. Uh, control what we can control, and that's uh, our players and the coaches and uh, trying to win ball games, and that the rest to handle itself. Uh, so with Coach Ware, he's doing a great job uh, of leading those men, uh, trying to you know, uh, you know, keep them from being distracted, and he's doing a great job of that. But at the end of the day, uh, I, I know a lot from it from last year beginning of this year it's just a lot you got to overcome and uh you just got to just you know just keep the main thing the main thing and that's just winning the ball game each week you got a bye week now how important is mm-hmm. it to get some rest and get your guys some rest and and uh and get healthy are are you guys dealing with some injuries some bang some banged up players not really injured um, yeah is this gonna hey, be a good are- good time I'm sorry Go ahead. But these these guys are uh, definitely banged up. Um, like I said, man, this was a hard schedule to start the season off uh, with these uh, powerhouse teams that we played. Uh, just to come out with the victories, you know, and no serious injuries. Uh, I give these guys a round of applause uh, for that. But, yes, we're bang- banged up, and we're going to take this week uh, to get healthy and get stronger. And uh, we're going to be good. We're going to be good. Alex McSwain, one of our uh, fans of Gunslingers since the the first days, asks if you have a a progress update on Dante Angus. Yes, uh, Dante Angus has uh, he has a high ankle sprain, and uh, we're taking it day to day. And uh, I, sure. I, he's gonna be he's gonna be okay for us. You know, it's nothing serious. Uh, but uh, we're gonna take it a day at a time, and he'll be back before you know it. Uh. Any word? I, I realize this is another team, so you may not hear um, their injury report or their injury status too much. But have you heard any word on Raheem Cato? They're your uh, next no, opponents just, in in two weeks. Yeah. yeah, we just watched the game. Uh, we really don't know anything about that injury. We just hope that he get well and get healthy because sure. we want that team to be strong. Uh, we don't want them to be, you know, down a man. And uh, he's their guy, so. We want those guys to be strong when we come to town, and we we pray for those guys that everybody's healthy. Yeah, he was throwing at about ninety percent completion rate before he went down in that game yesterday, uh, there in the fourth quarter, and then Jacksonville just kind of took over. But when you lose a guy like Raheem Cato, uh, that that's a lot. That's a big loss to take on on your offense, and uh, Fayetteville just wasn't able to keep up with Jacksonville, and ended it ends up looking like a a uh, much worse game than it was. It was really a closer game than that 20-point deficit by the end. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So, speaking of quarterbacks, Coach Saw, uh, tell us tell us about Arvell. Arvell uh, what, what, what has he meant to this team uh, up, up to this point? Like, being the new addition, new quarterback, coming in town, take, taking over this team, and, and being the leader that he's been out there. Uh, t- tell us about that. Arvell's just a fighter. He's a fighter. He never gives up. He plays each quarter uh, uh, the same. Uh, he keeps the same energy. He makes sure the guys, uh, you know, uh, stay focused on the sideline and, you know, stay tuned into the game uh, while we're doing our thing on defense. Uh, he's just, like I said, man, he's just the overall leader, you know, on and off the field. And uh, you can't replace a guy like that. 
Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm just happy to be his coach and uh, just to sit back and just watch uh, the things that's, that he's doing right now. And it's amazing, man. He's just an amazing, amazing guy. And I, I'm just as happy to be his coach, pretty much. Mo, did you have any questions for Coach? Yeah, I know you guys uh, have your your bye week. So, uh, what do you what do you have set aside? You know, like for these these Mustangs coming up. Uh, we, we we definitely going to watch the film on those, on those guys. Uh, like I said, we hope that their quarterback is healthy. Uh, we're going to watch the film. You know, we're going to, you know, uh, we're going to do what we need to do to, uh, uh, you know, come out with a victory in that game. Uh, it's nothing special. Uh, it's arena football. We know what it, what that comes with. And uh, we're looking forward to the challenge. Uh, those guys have a good team, uh, good offensive line, defensive line, great receivers, uh, a good coach. And uh, we're just looking forward uh, to the challenge. But uh, we'll be ready, uh, just like we've been ready for these last three uh, weeks. And uh, we're just happy. We're just happy uh, to be in this uh, point at this situation right now that we're in. Yeah, Coach, in one or two point win uh, differentials, uh, Drew Pearson becomes really important. How how nice is it to have a leg that you know you could rely on for extra points and, and uh, getting the ball down the field? Like, what is Drew Pearson like for you to have? Uh, Drew's just a uh, he's just an extra. Uh, I call him a skill player because he could do he do everything that the skill player does at practice. Uh, he's he's running around. He's uh, he's backpedaling. He's running uh, receiver routes. Uh, he's just an awesome uh, player to be around. And his leg, man, he's getting better each week. Uh, he's he'll he'll tell yourself uh, he has a lot more to prove, and he's gonna get better each week. He's gonna try to hit some deuces this next game, and. Right. Uh, and, and we look forward to him. And uh, he, he's a special player for us as well. And uh, we're building something special here. We're building, we're building yeah. something special. Yeah, I was looking at that uh, yesterday as I was watching the Jacksonville-Fayetteville game, and I'm like, man, that's a nice open uh, open air arena there that will give you a nice shot at a deuce. Uh, I bet Drew's going to love that. No, no scoreboard hanging in his way here. Mm. No, definitely. It, it, it's, it's in due time. One more quick question from Alex McSwain. He said, it's still week three, but what have you learned? Uh, what have you all learned going from year one to year two in this league? Uh, well, uh, what we learned is uh, we take one game at a time. Uh, mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, and we just, we just uh, you know, control the controllable. Like we said, uh, we can't control anything that happens uh, to another team or off the field in the front office or anything like that. We just stick together. And um, we just we just control everything that we can, and we just go out and just play ball. And uh, we got a great group of guys that's going to uh, do that each week. It will be good. Well, Coach, I know um, while y'all were playing, we were at the watch game party, and I'm really bad at figuring out how many people were there. I'm going to say maybe 30, and there was a raffle going on. And guess who won the football? <laughs> Who's that? You? No. no. Collie's dad. Oh, okay, yeah, he deserves it. It was his perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. He deserves that. He's a great yes, man. Yes. Great man. Yeah, his, son, his son is special. Special. I mean, he's a he's a great player. Sure. Yes, he is. That was a. It was a. It was great to see uh, his his dad win that the football and the great crowd there. And and there was some concern for Kali at one point during the game. They they talked a little bit about it. The announcers, although we didn't see it, they didn't show replay. But they mentioned something about 
something pretty gruesome to one of his oh, fingers. Yeah. He he came back and 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 still you know was part of that winning play for us. So I figure you know Kali with nine fingers is better than <laughs> other receivers, even if you give him twelve fingers. I still take Kali with nine. But how's yeah. how's Kali doing? <laughs> Uh, he's gonna be good. Uh, it was a little dislocated pinky. Uh, yeah, they they popped it back in place, and uh, he's, he's he's a dog. So he got back out and uh, he was ready to ball and finish that game for his team. And uh, as you see, he won the, the game winning catch. So, yep, nice. That's and immediately right. waved goodbye to that Albany crowd. I just yes, loved the, I love that. Yes, he did. Yes, yes he did. <laughs> it it, it was a special. Moment. It was a special moment when he caught that pass. It was a special moment for uh, San Antonio, uh, the team, the front office, uh, the coaches, the dance team. It was just it was a special moment. But it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. We're going to continue to do this each week. Every game that's in front of us, we're going to knock them out our way. And uh, we're going to be there at the end of it. Well, Coach, I got to tell you, leaving, uh, it was very obvious to us as we watched there at the watch party that you were making sure on that final drive that you ate up as much or all of the clock. You did not want to give the the empire an opportunity with the ball to do anything. And I thought it was masterful the way you were patient. You let things develop. You used up all of the time. Um, that is strong coaching. I know that Thank I know you. that you will, you will turn around and say your players executed and did a great job, but that, that is strong coaching um, to say, I don't want to give this good team an opportunity to hurt us in the last few seconds of this game. I'm going to eat up all this time. Uh, loved it. Love the yes, way you, you approach that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that well, that Coach, was the goal. Coach, we'll let you go. We know you've got other things going on. We love that you're checking in a, if, with us each week. Um, and we'll let you have an off week next week since you got you, you don't have a game to talk to us about anyway. But we're watching and we're ready for another win at Fayetteville 1-0. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm here for you anytime. I'm here for you. Just let me know. Thank you. Thanks for right. joining Thanks us. Thanks so much, Coach. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Coach Fred Shaw of the 3-0 and San Antonio Gunslingers of the National Arena League. Uh, love that guy. Like, mm -hmm. I, we've talked about it before on the show. I was not a fan. This time last year, I was not sure I was a fan of that guy. Mm -hmm. um, he has absolutely um, won me over. Not that he cares. He shouldn't care. Uh, what some guy that sits around in his office talking football thinks of him, but he has absolutely won me over. Um, I there's a really great head coach in the National Arena League available right now in Tom Manas. He's won two championships back to back, and he got released in Albany for no reason. He's out there right now, and I don't care. Uh, I wouldn't trade Fred Shaw for Tom Manas uh, right now. It's it's not it's not what I want. I'm glad we have who we have and mm -hmm. what we have. And I see good things happening around our team. Um, what were y'all's impressions of the watch party? I loved it. Um, I will say the sangria was delicious. Um, we had the loaded nachos. <laughs> we mm -hmm. had uh, the pretzels with the cheese dip. It was delicious. I love the crowd, the energy. Um, yeah. They were just 100%. And uh, I love it. I mean, I can't even say more. I love the interaction with that new intern. She was very nice, very polite to everybody with um Which with the one? <laughs> um, I think what her intern? name was, Which intern are you talking her, about? I think, her, I think her name is Francesca. I'm not sure, but I Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that, that's the girl. Yeah, that's her. Um, beautiful girl, very polite. Um, 
It was really good getting <laughs> to know the fans. Also, I think that was important too. Um, our friends of the podcast, Greg and Kimmy Nelson, were there. Um, yep. Your family was there, Leo. Um, and it was great. It was great. Mm -hmm. Love it. Ralph Judkins had a table turned sideways for himself so that he could keep book on the game and keep stats because that's the guy he is. Now, look, there's not a lot of play-by-play -play guys that are going to take the road games uh, and sit out at the watch party with his book and keep stats so that he has a complete understanding of what's going on with this team. That's what Ralph is doing for you so that when these – uh, games get back here to San Antonio and Ralph's calling him again. He has a clear picture of what's going on, but, and he's going to get mad at me for sharing this. He doesn't just do that for gunslingers games. He has bought in enough to this league and this team that he wants to present the game in the best possibility, uh, best way he can, that he does that for other games as well. Jacksonville Fayetteville. He and I talked throughout that game yesterday on the phone as he kept booked for that game as well so that he knows and has an understanding of what's going on in this league, not just with this team. That's important. That's a big deal to me That's as a guy who could. Yeah. Uh, he's not getting paid extra to keep book for Jacksonville Fayetteville. Um, no, but he is doing that because he wants to present the game the best he can when it comes his time on May 28th, uh, when, when we're back in the Freeman. Uh, and I swear he's going to comment here in just a second because he's going to be mad at me <laughs> for sharing that information. But that's who that's who you've got calling the games. And that is my point around, around this whole franchise. You've got people doing extra, going above and beyond. And that means special things are going to happen this season. We're already seeing yep. it happen. I love it. Yeah, it's a special feeling around the team right now, for sure. Very positive, and, high energy, high energy. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I think everybody feels that. People in the stands, people around the organization, in the organization, the players, coaches, yeah, the cheerleaders, ev everybody kind of senses that this season there this season could be very special. We've talked joked about, you know, hardware before, it rings and everything, but it's 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 not just talk. It's it's a real uh, possibility. It's a real goal for this organization uh, this year. So uh, hang on tight, guys, because it's going to be a ride. This is so important. Alex McSwain says, now we just yes. got to pack the Freeman on May 28th. That's correct. And yes. to that end, here is what I, here's what we as a show, uh, thanks to the generosity of the gunslingers, are able to do to that end. We have a family four-pack of tickets that we will make available to anyone for that May 28th game that can convince four people in your office, of your family, of your friends, four people to just try out a Gunslinger game. I don't want them to be Gunslingers fans that have come to games before. I want four brand new people. I got a four pack of tickets that I will give you to wow. just introduce people to the San Antonio Gunslingers. That comes from the team directly. They handed those off to us and said, hey, uh, bless somebody and get them in the game. And our decision was we want somebody that's never been before mm -hmm. to come try this thing out because we hold. Leo, what do you say all the time? Do it once. I guarantee you'll you'll do yes, it again. I you'll do it again. Yep. Again. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we want to make that available. So message the show as usual. 
if you've got somebody that the that can use that four pack of tickets, um, it's four tickets. It's four tickets to any game, but we're gonna make this the the Fayetteville ticket yes. package. Uh, or not Fayetteville. Is that Fayetteville that comes in? I don't know who it is. It's the main I think so. Sure. I think you're right. That sounds right. That that's the, the next game. Yeah. Somebody fact check me. <laughs> uh, and on if the they fly get to the whole um, gunslinger, they make us all feel like VIPs. And so thank you again for the shirts, for the seats, for everything, for being so supportive. I want to shout out to April when she had Jacksonville. The- Sorry, it is Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville. Oh, okay. okay. She didn't have to Dude, do that. But that's. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to just say a shout out to April for selling 14 of the medals for the Brahma Mama. She did not have to do that at the Gunslinger game, and she did for the Brahma Mama. So thank you, April. Yeah, so that is uh, Jacksonville coming into the Freeman Coliseum. It is also ah. Military Appreciation Night. Two new and improved military-themed fan jerseys will be available that night. Uh, that's coming directly from uh, the front office there from Jordan Steubing. And uh, and Jacksonville's another one of those opponents that we have to uh, we have to beat. We have to stay on top of. Um, that two-game lead can go away real, qu- real quick if they get one back on us there. Um, Alex McSwain said, will Jim from inside the walls be there on the 28th? <laughs> He's a huge Jacksonville Shark fan. He will be watching, I'm sure. But I don't know if he'll make the trip down to San Antonio. If he does, I'd love to see him. Yeah, uh, come on I'd love, down. To, I'd love to rub elbows with him. Although I don't think I can be at that game. My daughter graduates from high school that yeah. same weekend. Oh. So we're gonna be we're gonna be doing high school graduation stuff. Um, write the school a letter and ask them to move the graduation to yeah, another day. Yeah, the, well, the gunslingers that. are playing that weekend. Can we do mm-hmm. it another weekend, please? Uh, that would be well, great. We've always said family first. Family first. Uh, so. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about, we do have a bye week this week, which is interesting. We're going to have very little to talk about next week on the show. We're still going to have a show because there's li- liable to be something to talk about. Oh, yeah. But we don't have Brahma's football to talk about. That season is over. And we're in a bye week for the Gunslingers. So there's that too. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Fayetteville coming up for uh, coming up here in uh, two weeks. Fayetteville is a team that is kind of completely reliant on their quarterback right now. Mm. Um and what that, unfortunately, Rakeem Cato went out of that game with a lower leg injury, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure what the severity of that was. Now, Coach can say and should say, we want him to be 100%. We want them to have their guys. Um, I will tell you right now, if they come into this game without Rakeem Cato, um, I like our not chances. Okay. I like our chances because they are kind of dependent on him. And look, if he's in the game, he was Ralph. If you're still checking in, give me an exact stat. But he was something like 22 of 24 before he went out of that game. Wow, that's impressive. He went about three quarters before he threw an incomplete pass. Like he had an incredible game, and he had an incredible game in their first game of the season. Uh, Rakeem Cato, I didn't like him last year when he was in Orlando. I'm beginning to think maybe that was Orlando, not Rakeem Cato. And so if he ends up being the quarterback at Fayetteville, it is a completely different team based on his availability. 
Um, what do you think, Leo? Would you rather see him be well and face a team that is pretty good? Or would you be okay if, if he needs to get well for another week and we don't have to see him? I mean, as, as a, as a fan, I, I, I prefer to, you know, I'm, I'm okay with him, you know, taking an extra week if he's, <laughs> if he's injured and, and, and get a little time off, but you know, that can be dangerous as well because it's next man up. And sometimes that next man up can be really dangerous because he knows that this is his chance uh, to prove himself and show his worth. So, you know, be careful what you ask for. But certainly when you have a talent like that and someone that's been playing really strong uh, in the first uh, couple of games, if they're not available, it, it as a fan, you look at that and you say, okay, well, we might we might catch a break here. But you never really know. And, and, and Coach absolutely has the right attitude, as I'm sure the players do. They want to play the best team on the field that they can play because they don't want right. any excuses. They don't want any right. excuses on, on – uh, their win, anything to put an asterisk next to their win yeah. or or anything for the other team to use as motivation when you have to play them again later on down the line. Yeah, for sure. Um, there is a big part of me that goes, man, if he weren't able to play, that would be good for us. Like there, there's a part of me that feels that way. Yeah. But let's be really honest. Like I, I, I'm kind of where Leo's at of I don't want him to have any excuse. Mm-hmm. I want the gunslingers to win the game or lose the game, whatever the case may be. I want them to win, but win or lose, I want to be able to look across the field and say that was their best shot. Mm-hmm. They gave us our best, their best shot, and we either won the won the game or lost the game. But we know what we're up against. Yeah. Um, if you play them without Cato this time, and you beat them, then at the end of the season, the final week of the season on July twenty second, when they're here in the Freeman Coliseum, you're playing a whole new team when he's back. You don't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You don't, you didn't get their best shot the first time. And so now you have to see uh, a whole different kind of style of team. So might as I'll well be, hope he's well, you know? Hope yeah. He's back. yeah. And I'll, I'll give you a prime example of, of that next man up stepping up is it, uh, that happened just earlier this year when the Brahmas went into Vegas and they played, uh, was it McCall- McCollum? Or, McCollum. Uh, yeah, and and he went buck wild on them. So you never know. You never you you never can tell. And as Alex McSwain says uh, here in the Facebook feed, yeah, uh, we have the bye week. Fayetteville doesn't, so it'll also give the gunslingers a chance to to get some tape and see what uh, Fayetteville looks like next week, whether they have Cato in there or not. So that's true. That's right. a good point. A lot can change in a week. Kevin Lewis says we need to face him now so we know what adjustments we need to make. It's all about preparing for the playoffs. Man, I love that we're already talking about playoffs. <laughs> Each uh, and every week is a, is a stepping stone to that. Yep. Yeah. And I love the attitude that Coach brings of 1-0. and Like, mm-hmm. he's not thinking about 3-0 and anymore. He's not thinking about playoffs uh, at the end of the week. He's thinking about Fayetteville right now. And for the next uh, 10 days or so, his focus is going to be being 1-0 at Fayetteville, and he's going to pass that on to the team. All of that that's happened already means nothing. What may happen in the future is not here yet. It's all about right now. We need to be 1-0 in this game, and I love that kind of attitude. I'm a big you fan of that kind of attitude. You can only control what's right in front of you. Right. Yeah, you control what you can control, and that is right now. Uh, we don't know if Raheem Kettle will play. We don't know if they'll go pick up – Hey. You know what? 
what if Rakeem Cato is out and he's not feeling well and he, he can't go for a few weeks. And so they go out and find a quarterback that is also really, really good. What if they entice us with just enough that, that we trade the rights to, I know he's signed in the IFL right now, but we trade them Bain's rights because eh, it's not worth anything anymore. And Bain decides to come back and play for Fayetteville. And now you're looking at Jonathan Bain. Like we don't know what could happen two weeks from now uh, or yeah, two weeks from now. So let's, let's just concentrate on being one and zero in that game and do and whatever they throw at us. We need to win. We sure do. We need to win and make a porno. Uh, what did what did you think of the watch party, uh, Philip? I loved it. I, I'm going to tell you right now. I I had not eaten. Um, I mean, I ate a little something at the game up there in the press box because they always have a little bit of food or whatever snack Ooh. snacky kind of stuff. And uh, so I ate in the press box, but I was already getting hungry when I got there. And I pull up the menu on my phone. And I'm like, what sounds good? What do I want to eat? So let's see. Well, you know, I've never eaten an Alamo beer before. Um, and so I'm looking through and they have a brisket grilled cheese sandwich. And that's all I needed to read. I was like, okay, that's what I'm eating tonight. I read, I read nothing else on the rest of that menu. There could have been, uh, you know, the, the most amazing filet mignon down that menu for four bucks. I wouldn't have known. Uh, because I read that and I was like, oh, that's that's what I'm eating today. Um, I'm eating a brisket grilled cheese sandwich, and it was incredible. Uh, they had the TV synced up at the watch party, which was the first time I've dealt with that. Usually we're on uh, kind of some different syncs. <laughs> around that the, is true. true. We're on the spot. The whole inside was open for us. We had the audio going in there. All of the TVs on the inside except one were on the game. No matter where you were sitting or what you were doing, you were able to concentrate on the game. And I floated around. I spent some time with uh, Kim and Greg Nelson. I sat with Ralph for a few minutes as he kept book. Um, I came over and sat with you guys and James Steubing, the mm -hmm. grand poobah. I don't know what we call him. The the general <laughs> manager, the the guy that does everything around the team right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I like grand poobah for a few minutes. <laughs> Uh, and just great. We had some TVs outside that were playing. They had some live music outside. I don't know if you guys uh, got a chance to hear that guy at all. But I, I, went to, I went to the bathroom at one point and he's playing acoustic guitar, just him and an acoustic guitar. And he is singing Beat It. And I have never heard that version <laughs> of Beat It before. An acoustic, a country western acoustic guitar. And one voice, one one white guy uh, singing Beat It was a very interesting experience. Um, I, I don't know that I want to hear it again, but it was different. I take him five <laughs> bucks for being out there. Yeah, I, I thought... I, Go ahead. I passed out there, and uh, I don't remember what, what song they were playing. It wasn't just him. It was the, the band as a whole. Um but I remember thinking, oh, that's a song I haven't heard in a long, long time. And they they did uh, really well with it. Uh, but uh, on the subject of, of on the menu and trying different things, they also had yeah. a mango beer. Uh, oh, RC mentioned the sangria and Loli's had the sangria and I got a, a, a little taste of it and it was good. But their mango beer was actually really good. And it was pretty potent, too. I think it was like a 7%. 
So I was kind of feeling, oh, wow. I was kind of feeling that, <laughs> but yeah, that was a, that was some good stuff. So, uh, no, I think it was a great watch party. It's a great place to have watch parties. Um, I'm, I'm excited for, uh, the opportunities I get. What I loved about this particular situation and, and Saturday was the way it was all, it almost was, it felt like it was set up for us. Um, because we went to the Brahmas game. We got out of the Brahmas game. You know, we were heartbroken, but it is what it is. Uh, but we got out of the Brahmas game. We got in our vehicles. We drive over to uh, Alamo Beer. You get in your seats. You get set up. And the game is just about ready to start there. It was, you know, a few blocks away. And it just felt like the day was made specially for us um, all the way around from, from the Brahmas tank. game. Yeah, you had to change clothes. I changed into my <laughs> Fiesta shirt once uh, RC it. got it to me. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Just a really fun day, even with the Brahma's loss. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't like that part. But everything else I liked about the day. And y'all didn't tailgate at the Brahma's, right? I was the only one there? Yeah, I didn't end up making it there. I went straight to the stadium once I got uh, to San Antonio. And I did want to mention to say thank you to Romo's mom, his wife, and his dad, who were very cooperative and very willing to do a live um, interview there at the tailgating with me and uh, the Brahma Mama and Smoking Guns Podcast. So thank you for that. We are the Smoking Guns Podcast. My name is Philip Higginbotham. That's uh, R.C. Woods and Leo Yamas. They join me for all of this stuff. Leo is on here commenting. You can just say it out loud, dude. You can just say these things out loud. You're on the show. You got a microphone. Lily's calling me out in the comments saying that I I couldn't handle it with the the 7% mango beer. She said I started ordering double meals. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'm a big boy. I'm fat. Ordering double meals isn't anything special. That's not out of the ordinary. To, it nothing to do with the beer. No, actually, to order two I did put a, an order in, and, and I think they they messed up and and uh, and and brought out the, the order twice. And the second okay. guy realized it, and he just kind of looked at us, and he's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with this food. So here, go ahead and take it. Might so well I did it. have a double order. Nice. At, at the price of only one. So Nice. Yeah. Um, Blessings all over. You can connect with us all over the place on the show. We are on all social media. We're on Instagram. We're on uh, Twitter. And we are on Facebook. You go to at Smoking No G Guns with a Z P O D, Smoking Guns Pod. And you can find the show and follow us on social media. If you want to email the show, you can do that as well. Uh, just send it to Smoking Guns Pod, Smoking No G Guns with a Z P O D at gmail.com if you need to email the show about ideas, uh, ways that we can do better, ways that uh, uh, things you want to hear about or see or guests that you want to join, uh, you want us to try to track down and run down. We've got lots of gunslingers we want to talk to through the rest of the season. I want to hear from Kali Rashad. I want to hear from Arvel Nelson. Uh, I want to connect with Philip Barnett again. We've had him before on the show. Uh, we can circle back around and have Cody Brooks on again. Mm-hmm. We need to get Caleb Roller on. It's been like oh, three yeah. seasons since we yeah. had Caleb on. We also and we need, need some get... moms to contact for the mom to mom. RC's got to have her mom to moms. We also need to get uh, some of the coaching staff 
you know, we, we have Fred, uh, who's nice enough to join us every week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, but, uh, I know you said Caleb and it reminds me of, of Caleb who's, uh, who, who helps him out and he's, uh, he's offered Blue to come yeah. and join us on the show from time cool. to time. So we need to work on getting him at some point. And just sure. as many, we love all of our gunslinger players. We, we definitely want to have you guys join us and talk about your experience and kind of connect with the fans through the show. You guys are all amazing. And, uh, you. you know, gosh, gosh, darn it. You know, I, I, I say Kali Rashad is my favorite football player on the planet. I've said it multiple times. And I love all my gunslinger players. You know, I'm 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 not you know, I'm not trying to get, throw all the love to to number five. But Dane, if he just doesn't every week remind me of of why he's so special, you know, such a special player, and and uh, we're just so happy to have guys like that in our gunslingers. Did y'all hear how nonchalant Coach Fred Shaw was about a dislocated pinky? Oh yeah, he had a yeah. little dislocated pinky, but they <laughs> popped it back in. And he was fine. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> not to the normal human being. <laughs> but Kali Rashad is not a normal human being. And no, hey, he's not. I <laughs> think you saw uh, a team already this season in Albany that was afraid to kick to Kali Rashad. They mm-hmm. kicked along the ground. And at one point, that kick along the ground skipped out over the wall and awarded us a point uh, because it did not contact any of anything and went out of bounds. Um, I think that is already a team this year who has been afraid to kick to Kali Rashad. Um, and there's going to be more of that. Like, we're going to see more of that. Yes, for sure. Can't wait. Follow us on social media. Uh, get with us on social media. Talk to all of us. We are all on Facebook. Some of us are on Twitter. You can find us uh, at several different spots, but through the show, you can always reach any one of the three of us. If you just message us on Facebook, all three of us see it, and one of us will respond. You have to guess who's responding. See, That's true. Uh, Alex McSwain has a great idea. He says, bring April on. Uh, reached out to see if see if they're doing something for the away game at West Texas, some sort of ticket or travel deal. She could come on and promote that. That's a great idea, Alex. That is a, a travel deal of some sort or a ticket deal for those that want to go. Out. Look, West Texas is not a close venue. It's still a five hour drive, but some it's people want to do that. And if you're one of the ones that want to do that, man, it'd be cool to get out there to that that arena and uh, cheer on the gunslingers. We did it for the Brahmas. We went to. Uh, you know, some of us, Leo went to Vegas. Um, some of us went up drive. to Arlington. Uh, I went to Houston. Robert says April rocks. He is absolutely yes, correct. Does. April does. That whole crew does. Yeah. Uh, that whole group, Jordan, April, James, uh, the intern, whatever her the name intern, was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jordan <laughs> says, I'm a big April fan. You better be, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You better be follow uh, follow the show on social media. Email us if you have any ideas uh, and connect with us. Uh, we're excited about gunslingers. Look, I'm excited about Brahmas. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be over for the time, um, but I know it's coming back. Like they're already selling season tickets for next season. Uh, we're getting a second season, and we were right on the edge. We were right on the cusp of doing something really great. Um, with the Brahmas this season, very much like the Gunslingers last year. Last it at the felt, end of last season, yeah. 
even in even in the beginning of last season, remember we went zero and five, but in those zero and five, they were always right on well, the edge of wins. Mm-hmm. Like they true. were close losses every time, and we all felt like, man, if this team can just figure out how to win, they can start doing something special. I see and that again are. in the in the Brahmas. If they can just uh, figure out one or two small things, uh, and then five very big things that protect the quarterback. If they can figure those things out, um, the I think they've got a shot at the <laughs> offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, before I can call him out now, cause there's no way he's still listening. Uh, before Jose Jefferson, before we started the show, we were talking to Jose Jefferson and I said something about, uh, you know, our offensive line was not as good as we had hoped or, or something along the way, you know, just kind of metting out my words very carefully. And he goes, that's an awful nice way to say that. <laughs> um, yeah. So they recognized that we needed some work on the offensive line. I don't know how anybody that watches football couldn't have. Um, but we're going to wrap it up here. It's nine o'clock. We've been two hours. We've had a great time. We've talked about Brahmas in the end of that season. We had a ton of great guests on. I, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to list them because I'll miss somebody and they'll get upset with me. And I don't want to do that. We had a ton of great fans. Um, please do us a favor and share this show out. Whether you are listening on your podcast device, share that out. If you're watching us live or on delay, please share this out so that everybody gets a chance to be a part of this community around the Brahmas and the gunslingers. When it comes to football in the hundred yard field or the 50 yard fight, whether it's in the uh, stadium in Orlando or Seattle or in the arena in Jacksonville or Orlando again or Fayetteville, North Carolina. When it comes to football, professional football, San Antonio and the 210 has got something to say. Bang, bang.